Hi, I'm Burke Holland. And I'm Jason Hand. And this is five things that developers can use to go on call and not hate their life. Thing number one, Azure Application Insights. Uh, what exactly is Application Insights and how does that help me as a developer on call? So Application Insights um, is actually an act application performance management service that scrapes all kinds of information for you. Um, things that are relevant to web developers would be like page views, uh, requests, uh, how the users are coming and going throughout the site. Anything you want to know about what's going on with both the apps and the infrastructure, Application Insights should be scraping that. So is it for front end or is it for the back end? Uh, it's really both. I mean, there's a lot of great information that's going to be good for people who have to pay attention to the back end and the infrastructure and the things that are kind of coming and going there. Um, but as far as the application goes, there's all kinds of stuff that I think developers would love to see too. So for front-end developers, is it just like a JavaScript tag that you drop in the page, like an include? Yep, exactly. There's lots of different ways in there. Uh, just like you're saying, you can be a code snippet. If you're using .NET, it's just a matter of flipping a switch inside of Azure and you've got it going. But there's a lot of different ways depending on the, codes that, the code base that you're using. And how much does it cost? So it just depends is always kind of our answer because it has to do with how much storage you're using. But so how much does the service cost? The service is all part of Azure Monitor. So if you're using Azure Monitor, if you've got you know an Azure account, it's just all baked in. What you're actually paying for is, is what's the data that's being stored. So it's free. It's not really free, but but like free in isn't cheese. Cheese isn't really free. Thing number two is Azure Monitor for containers. Uh, I assume that has something to do with containers like Docker and Kubernetes and yeah. any other buzzwords I missed in there? Good guess. Uh, maybe AKS. Oh, nice. Okay. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I like how you throw that out. Kubernetes services. Yeah. Yeah. Name dropping. Yeah. So uh, um, what it's designed to do is just give you more insight about what's going on with these containers that are kind of coming and going now. So. Uh, I think containerization in general has become a big thing, tools like Docker. And now, us as developers, we're building things that are not only abstracted away from us, but also they're kind of coming and going. And so trying to figure out how you can monitor those things down to the workloads and all the different things that are going on inside of a container, that's a big question. So when you say coming and going, you mean like because you can spin up containers and knock them down real easy. Exactly. Whereas with servers, we didn't used to do that. If a server went down, that was a problem, but we take containers down all the time. Yeah, that's one of the big advantages of containers is to actually let you sort of uh, add them or remove them depending on what you actually need to run the service that you're building. So uh, that presents a lot of new challenges for monitoring what's going on inside of our applications. Thing number three is log analytics with Cousteau. Cousteau. Cousteau, as in like Jacques Cousteau. It is actually. The greatest marine biologist of all time. Yeah. Just FYI, they misspelled Cousteau. You misspelled Cousteau when you made Cousteau. I didn't actually come up with the name. So what does Log Analytics with Cousteau do? So Log Analytics is a tool that allows you to uh, run some queries using the Cousteau query language, KQL. Um, to dig into all that data that Application Insights was scraping for you. So you can go into your log, go into your metrics, and pretty much anything you want to know about um, your services and your applications as a whole, you could, ask, you could ask those questions through the query editor. So basically you're querying your log files for data as if they were a database. Yep, exactly. You can go in and you see all the different tables that you have available to you and all the different sort of fields that uh, were being captured. And then you just kind of start with writing basic queries and get more advanced as depending on what you're trying to find out. Did you ever watch Jacques Cousteau on 
National Geographic. I did. I kind of miss all that. I do too. But I remember even watching it back then thinking, wow, that guy's really, really old. Should he be out there doing that? Right? Yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. But also, it gives like hope to you know, people like you and I. That are very old. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we should get off the couch a little bit more. We miss you, Jacques. Jacques was the greatest of all time. He was. Do you want a Google cluster? I would love a Google cluster. Okay. Oh. There's only one left. There's only one left. Thing number four, logic apps with Microsoft Teams. Uh, this one's a little weird for me. Yeah. Um, what is logic apps and how does that work with Microsoft Teams? And maybe also, what is Teams? Okay, start with logic apps. Logic apps are kind of a workflow tool within Azure that allows you to stitch together a bunch of different services and data. Um, to create these sort of automated processes. Um, and then Microsoft Teams is persistent group chat from Microsoft, which allows a lot of different teams from you know, different aspects of the organization to get together and have long kind of running conversations. It allows you to share gifts with your coworkers. Exactly, that's, yeah. I mean, that's why it was invented. What if you don't use Teams? Uh, we could use Slack. What's Slack? <laughs> Just kidding. I kind of figured. Anything else besides Slack? Um, yeah, there's a really great open source tool out there called Mattermost, which is kind of uh, very similar to both Teams and, and Slack. Never heard of it. I'm no. not that cool, though. I don't know like, what like all the, the cool kids are. No, what? look at me. I'm, I have a sweater vest on. That's true. Yeah. Thing number five is VS Code. VS Code, this is funny because I feel like you just put VS Code down as like an answer to everything, mm -hmm. right? Like VS Code solves the world's problems. You can't just say VS Code. What is it specifically about VS Code that makes developers' lives better who are on call? Well, it's all about the extensions, right? Like, that's what everybody loves about VS Code. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. super extensible. There's an extension for application insights, actually. So it uh, lets you kind of hook right into what's being collected. Um, and then the other one that I think is also useful to share is uh, there's one that allows you to highlight syntax for Custo queries. So you can ah. write all your Custo queries um, and be able to sort of. We're back to those. the Custo. Back to Jacques Custo. By the way, Custo is misspelled. Yeah, we covered that. It's not my fault. Well, it is. I'm Burke Collins. And I'm Jason Hand. And now you know five things developers can use to go on call and not hate their life. Mm -hmm.